Highways 5AA. much fun and you'd go into the you'd go into the uh you know the black room the dark room and you know you'd you'd process your own photos and you know they were just it was so much fun and technology these days you just they just capture the most stunning photos i don't know if you've you caught the uh, photo in the paper i think it was this week or last week of the australian geographic photo of the year it is haunting it's quite spectacular it is basically the carcass of a of a whale with with sharks circling anyway joining me in the studio is justine van murick who is the deputy director in engagement uh, at the South Australian Museum and joins us in the studio. And in a short little moment, we're going to talk to a South Australian photographer, James Dory, who has just walked away with a big prize, winner of the botanical category in the uh, National Geographic, the Australian Geographic Nature Photographer Competition. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jade. Can you tell us a bit about the competition? Yeah, the competition is a really unique one and I think a lot of people don't know that it's actually owned by the South Australian Museum and for the last 10 years we've been partnering with Australian Geographic um, and it focuses on what we call the Anzang bioregion which is Australia, New Zealand, Antarctica and New Guinea. So it's a very discreet bioregion um, and the photographs can be taken by anyone from anywhere in the world but they must focus on our bioregion mm. and this is actually our... Uh, oh, where are we? I think this is our 18th year. So we're coming up on 20 years of the competition. Um, started by a man called Stuart Miller, who then gifted it to the museum. So we, we organize it, we run it and we tour it. How many photographers do you think get involved over the years? Um, on average, we have sort of four to five hundred photographers, but this year we actually smashed it way out of the park. <laughs> so we had over 600 photographers this year, which is completely unheard of. It's about 50% more than last year. And don't have to be a professional photographer? Not at all. We don't check your credentials. It's mm -hmm. all about the image that you submit. I bet you've seen some incredible images. What What are some that come to mind where you go, wow, that moved me? Um, there's always some fantastic images, um, and particularly in the category called Our Impact, which is about human negative and positive impact on the earth. And I think one of them from last year was actually some little crabs living in a packet of face masks oh, that wow. had washed up from that container spill off New South Wales. So there were quite a few images from that container spill full of face masks and sanitizer and things that um, creatures had made homes in. Um, and so it was this sort of dual whammy of COVID and then the impact on the environment. Talk to me about the winner of the uh, of the photographer of the year, the, this, this haunting picture taken in WA. That's a fantastic picture. It's taken in Coral Bay in WA where the photographer Ashley Jansen lives. She's a young woman um, in her 20s. And she's part of a kind of community of, of photographers that work out there on shark boats, um, pearling vessels. And she happened to get a call from another photographer who's also a winner in this year's awards, Jake Wilton, to basically say, hey, there's there's a, a dead whale in the bay and the sharks are circling. So the two of them actually got in there before they shut off access to the tour boats in the public because there were a lot of people who wanted to have a little looky-loo. Mm. Um, and basically they just floated above uh, above the kind of the feeding area for, for a long time until it just sort of resolved and she took this amazing kind of circular composition which is the dead whale carcass and then the live sharks that were feeding from it. Um, so while it is sad that the whale the whale was quite sick, quite ill, 
um, that it became this sort of feeding ground for, for other forms of life. So how was it captured via a drone or something? No, she was actually on a paddleboard with a, with a, with a camera in an underwater camera, quite a heavy piece of equipment. Golly. So she was, she was laying on a board and then basically looking down into the water, um, consistently taking shots until she got this absolutely perfect composition. Is she, she must be so proud of it. Oh, she's absolutely stoked. We had dinner with her on Friday and the whole time she just said, I can't believe this has happened to me, you know, pinch me. Um, <laughs> one of, one of the par- parts of her prize is an expedition and she was already saying to her husband, you know, you know, you can't pack any clothes because my camera gear is going in your suitcase. So <laughs> she's excited to go off on an expedition and shoot more things. So is how life changing is it being awarded the photographer of the year by like winning this prize? Um, I think it's incredibly life changing for a lot of photographers, particularly young photographers. And, and young women like Ashley because it exposes you to Australian Geographic and other publications who may commission you for future work. Mm. Um, so, you know, that that image will be seen all around the world. The competition gets such amazing worldwide coverage. You know, we're in National Geographic Spain and all these places. So you become known and, and I think, you know, then when you get magazines commissioning, they, they think about you as a photographer, as someone who can do a project. There are a few new categories this year. What were those? Um, this year, we were really thrilled to introduce astrophotography. Um, we didn't really have a category that captured those images of the night sky. So, you know, nebula and, um, galaxies and things like the Aurora Australis. And, um, what that has done is brought in a whole bunch of photographers who literally just spe- specialize in astrophotography. Um, it's brought some amazing images and some photographers back into the competition who may have otherwise never entered. You mentioned before that you received a record number of entries in 2022. What do you think the reason behind that might be? I think there's a few reasons. I think one was changing up the categories a little bit. The other category we changed was portfolio. Portfolio used to just be only six images by one photographer. And this year we said, you know, it's six images on a theme. They don't have to all match, but it'd be nice if it was thematic. And that was won by an amazing uh, portfolio of images of um, marine life in Sydney Harbour, which is just spectacular. So I think because we changed up the categories, it gave people more impetus to enter different photographs or different groups of photographs. But I think the other one is, you know, photographers are just sitting at home sorting through you know when they can't travel they're sorting through what they've got Mm. and because there is a a, you know there's several years where you've got to enter an image people were maybe just sitting at home touching up photos you know pulling out old folders and going hey I might submit this I've got a beautiful book in front of me uh, nature photographer of the year from the Australian Geographic it's gorgeous hardcover and you know you open up and that you know there's long lens photos which are incredible but then there's these teeny tiny little shots of a a bat flying or or a little insect feeding or you're right in the face of a shark how on earth do they do that um that's what's known as macro photography and we're really surprised how much macro we got this year in fact we may add it as a category in future years um and they are enormous lenses um that are added to cameras to photograph things like insects some of the juniors this year are fantastic they have to be under 18 there's a young woman called rosa dunbar who's done this fantastic photo of a a flyer blowing a bubble. Um, and it's, yeah, done, see, how, how would you even see yeah, that? How would you know that's coming? I have no idea how you know that's coming, but I know it's a, it's a very big lens. Um, there's also a wonderful photo. It's on the cover of the book of a kind of shark coming head on at you. And basically he hung off the side of a boat and sort of threw a bit of chum in the water to get the shark to follow him. And then you've got this sort of big smiley shark half in and half out of the water. So when you hear these stories of how they're taken, you just kind of marvel. Some of them are just an instant in time and some of them are really painstaking, you know, hours like Ashley of circling over 
mm. over the whale and the shark trying to get that shot. Looking at some of the environmental shots here, the landscape shots, they actually look fake. They do. They do in some cases. You can do a bit of what we call post-production, but we do ask for the photographer's raw files so that we know that they have taken them and they haven't doctored them in Photoshop. Do you? Yeah, we do. But, um, you know, they can clean them up, but they really can't fake them. So the exhibition, it opened on Saturday. That means people can come and see them, which is great. What can they expect? Um, they absolutely can uh, come and see them. They can expect to see all of the finalists and all of the winners in the one spot. Um, they can vote for their favourite in People's Choice. Quite often we're used to people telling us the judges got it wrong. So <laughs> if you think that's the case, come in and, and cast your vote. The winner of People's Choice gets um, an additional $500 prize. Um, and so all of those photos are on display. The catalogue is for sale and there's a beautiful desk diary coming for next year as well. How on earth do you judge them? It's a, oh, it's a process. So we had two and a half thousand images. Um, we do a first pass where we cut out anything that doesn't meet the criteria. Um, cause quite often people will submit, you know, here's a photo of a tiger and it's like, well, actually that's not the bioregion. So we have to kind of cut out all the ineligible ones. Mm-hmm. Um, then we pick three willing victims, I mean judges, and, um, <laughs> we send them all of the images and they have to really quickly flick through them. And then we bring them to Adelaide and it's two days in a room nonstop just going through images over and over and over and over again. And do um, those judges talk to each other? They absolutely do. They don't always agree. Um, this year we had a fantastic judging panel, Nikki from Australian Geographic. We had Professor Charlie Hoovenies from Flinders University. He's a shark expert. Um, so you can see there's a few sharks in there. Mm-hmm. And um, Doug Jimsey, who's a photograph uh, photographer who's, who's entered and won a number of times. So, you know, the three of them are all looking for something different, but you know that you're in a winner when the three of them come together and agree on an image. And did they agree on the winner? They absolutely did agree on the winner. You know, I think for, for Nikki, it was about um, the composition. You know, for Doug, it was about the technicality. And then for Charlie, I think it didn't hurt that it had a shark in it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, well, we're going to take a really short break. On the other side, we're going to meet a South Australian photographer who uh, has cleaned up as well at the awards. We'll be back in a moment. First day of my new business, insured by QBE. Cue the lights. Cue the first customers. Hello. Cue the morning rush. Cue the unavoidable. Cue the call to QBE. Hi, sorry. Cue the quick response. We'll get that sorted for you. QBE Insurance on cue for thousands of small businesses before and after. Search QBE SME or talk to your broker today. See QBE.com forward slash AU for eligibility, the PDS and the TMD to decide if this product is right for you. The product issuer is QBE Insurance Australia Limited. When you switch to Aldi, you'll save more on everyday items like fresh Aussie meat coming through. And then you can spend more on other things. Like enjoying fresh snow on the slides. You're okay, mate. Never been better. So don't change your lifestyle. Change your supermarket. Aldi, good, different. You've selected your block up on the river. Your mind is buzzing with ideas. This is going to be the best river home ever. Raised high, breezes flowing, great times ahead. But first, you need to walk through the Selector Homes Display Village and let your design ideas flow. Selector Homes have been creating holiday homes for over 25 years and they are experts in building pole homes. Selector Homes and Building Solutions Display Village. Port Wakefield Road, Burton. Visit selectorhomes.com.au. This is a song for the unsung heroes The ones punching well above their weight 
Like the person who smiles at the checkout While your kids try to wreck the place But there's an unsung hero more delicious Who keeps our families fed and happy when it's cooked This is a song for that unsung hero Steggles, Australia's favourite chook if you're in the market for an SUV, Adelaide's Renault dealers have exciting news for you. They've managed a scoop purchase of the all-new Renault Arcana and Capture range. Prices start from an incredible 34990 drive away. And the best part? They're in stock, ready to drive away, no waiting. Plus, you get five-year warranty and roadside assist with capped price servicing. You'll even get a $500 fuel voucher. Only available at Southern Vales Renault, Adrian Bryan Renault and Maine North Renault. LVD 173. Here at 5AA, we're all about supporting local. If you want to supplement your income after a break from the workforce, become a Torrens Transit bus driver. Go to jointransit.com.au. Full training provided. Hi, Susanna Toop here from Toop and Toop. 414. That's how many suburbs we operate in across Adelaide. We manage homes from $200 per week right through to $3,000 per week. Who are you trusting to look after your biggest investment? Toop.com.au. Jade Lobren, Talking Adelaide on 1395 5AA. Welcome back to the show. We are joined in studio by Justine, who is looking after the Nature Photographer of the Year, the Australian Geographic Competition, that you can see at the South Australian Museum. And joining us on the line is a winner of the award. Well, he's walked away with a couple of awards. James Dory, congratulations. How are you? Thanks, Jade. Uh, great. Yourself? I'm very good. So you're the winner of the botanical category. Tell us about your photo. Yeah, sure. So it's it's a photo of it's it's kind of a mundane object in, in a strange shown in a strange way. It's basically just a simple dead eucalypt branch, uh, which has ended up on a salt lake in Victoria, um, and just slowly um, by the wind pushing the salt lake and water back and forth over the branch, it's started to become encrusted in the salt. And it's shot at night with a kind of eerie lighting and it's partially underwater, so it's got a really alien feel to it. How did you stumble across that? So, I mean, I like salt lakes. Mm. Um, and I actually went to the salt lake trying to take some astro shots. Um, and I was trying to find something interesting to shoot on the lake with the stars. Um, and so I saw this branch... Um, and I thought that's really weird and really cool looking. And I started taking photos and I think I took a single frame um, where I lit it like I did. Um, and it just, I thought at least that was a lot better than the actual star photos themselves. <laughs> so I ran with that. It looks like you're on the red planet or, or on fairy floss. I mean, it's delicate and just really quite stunning. At what point yeah, did thanks. you know that, oh, this, this could be a winner? Oh. So, it's, funnily enough, I um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Janiko Kelp, who actually won the animal category, mm-hmm. uh, Animals in Nature, and I was like, oh, look, I'm trying to put together a, a submission. Um, here are some photos. What do you think I should or shouldn't enter? And he went through them with me, uh, thankfully, and I was just showing him some other random photos. He's like, hey, wait, what about that one? Why don't you submit that one? And I'm like, oh, 
Well, I don't know, but he, he talked me into it, and I'm really, really glad that he did. <laughs> it's the kind of image that you can see on people's, you know, walls. It, it's beautiful, and it, it just it strikes you. And you, you know, it's one of those images that you're looking at. What is it? What What's your interpretation of it? it it's yeah. Congratulations. The other one is uh, the long lady. Tell us about that one. Yeah. So the long lady is is one that I did initially think about submitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I trusted that one from the start. Um, and it's, it's, it's a parasitoid wasp that attacks bees. So I'm a researcher and I, I work on Australian native bees. So this is one of the insects that attacks those. And I, I don't dislike them at all. And on the contrary, I find them to be really, really beautiful. And that, that photo was actually taken just in my front yard, um, you know, on a stick. Uh, so I don't know, it was very accessible to take. Um, but it just goes to show that you don't need to go interstate or somewhere completely um, unusual to take really cool photos. When did the passion of photography bite you? That's, that's always a hard question to ask because I've always been into taking photos since I was really little. Mm. Um, I've not, I've obviously not always been very good at taking photos, um, but I think it really started to bite when uh, I was probably in year 10 and I got my first proper point and shoot. Yeah. Um, and it was just small enough and good enough to take with me everywhere um, and just take photos all around. So it, it kind of got me hooked. And then after two years in 2010, I got my first DSLR. And I think that's kind of when I really first started to get into photography properly. And has it always been nature photography that's caught your eye? No, not really. Um I've always been really into nature, so I think it's always been an important component, but it's definitely not the only type of photography that got me started. I, I have a, a Flickr account, which I made not long after I got that first DSLR, and I don't really use anymore, but the tagline is learn to remember. And I, I think I kind of started, um, and a lot of it for me was just taking photos in my life so that I could always go back to them and, I don't know, have that fresh hit of emotion from, you know, catching up with those friends or doing this really cool thing. Mm. Um, and photography is a really great way to do that and share that with people. Um, and, of course, the same goes for nature photography. You're also an endemologist, a bee man. Uh, tell us about that career. Yeah, sure. So that's that's my main career, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Um, so I mostly research um, the evolution and ecology of Australian native bees, um, and I do a lot of work in Fiji as well on their fauna. Um, so I'm really interested in, you know, how many species we have, why we have so many, um, why they are, where they are, and what they look like. I just have endless questions about bees. Winning a you know these categories, uh, what doors has it opened for you? It's a good question. It's something that I've, I've often wondered because most of the time entering competitions because I really like to share my work um, and it's you know a bit of an endorphin hit to have it recognised. Mm. Um, but really, in terms of my science, photography has opened so many opportunities for me. Um, basically, all of my scientific publications are accompanied with one form of photography or another. Um, it really helps to communicate your research, especially when you're working on insects, which people aren't always that interested in. I mean, bees are a bit easier because, you know, they're cute and fuzzy and they <laughs> yeah. flowers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love doing it. I, I do professional shoots sometimes when I have time as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's opened lots of doors, lots of opportunities, and not always what you would expect.
Would you like to be a full-time photographer and, and travel the world? Is that the, the dream one day? Uh, I think it was always an option, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be a dream at least. But now I think I'm more into the side, side of things. I, I love to have a nice combination of both. Well, um, it sounds like you've achieved both just, you know, beautifully. Um, have you entered to the competition in previous years? Yeah. So I first entered in 2016 and I had two images shortlisted then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was actually the second time I ever came down to Adelaide was to come and see the exhibition. It was a really great experience. It's such a nice exhibition. People should go and have a look. Um and I think that maybe I entered again in 2017 and wasn't so fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my first time entering since then. Well, and you've walked away a winner. That's so good. And I'm flipping through the book as we speak. There's quite a lot of South Australian photographers and, and winners in this. What do you what do you put that down to? Just our you know vast landscape. Uh, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, actually. Um, South Australia is a beautiful place to come and, and take photos, and, and especially if you have a connection with the place that you're shooting, I think it makes it a lot easier. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe more South Australians are getting out there. Um, I did I did notice there was good rep- representation from lots of states, um, so I think there's just a lot of really passionate people out there that want to share their world with everyone else. What's the message you'd like to convey to the public with you know your your two images? It's a good question, and I don't think either of my images have a particularly strong message, except for me, what I'm, what I'm always interested in doing with my images is to tell people that, you know, you don't have to go overseas or travel a long distance to find absolutely amazing things in the natural world. You know, they can be in your front yard, um, and they can be just, you know, an hour or two away, perhaps. Um, I think the important thing is to get out there um, enjoy nature and, you know, do your part to maybe uh, advocate for its conservation assistance. James, thank you so much for chatting with us and congratulations again. You're very welcome and thank you. <laughs> that is James Dory there, winner of the botanical category. I've got Justine Van Murick, who is the Deputy Director in Engagement at the South Australian Museum. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Justine, you know, the, what other uh, programs are, have you got involved with the, with the museum and, and, you know, walking through and seeing the photographs? So we have a, a number of programs, um, beginning on Thursday with an evening for educators and teachers. Um, they'll be able to walk through the exhibition with our education staff and with our senior collection manager of marine invertebrates, um, who can talk, who will talk to teachers about how they can use the exhibition and the curriculum learning, particularly around things like um, taxonomy, um, species loss, climate change, all of those things that the kids are learning at school. Mm-hmm. Um, then, obviously, during school holidays, there'll be a raft of programs, including some really great printmaking, um, some photo trails, and some other things that that you can bring the kids to do. And then on the fourteenth of October, we've actually got a little pilot program for Wellfest called Meditation at the Museum. So you can actually kind of come and have a meditation morning and then have a kind of smoothie and a muffin and then go off about your day feeling really relaxed having been in nature. Oh, nice. I think there's something about flipping through these images where you just feel relaxed. It, it's quite unbelievable looking at them and just thinking, wow, Australia creates that. 
Yeah, they are amazing. And there's just these sort of little moments and, and you realize that some of them are, you know, some of them are time lapse. So it's a really long moment and some mm. of them are just these really split second moments. And it is, it's incredibly relaxing as an exhibition. So we thought we'd trial meditation as a way of getting people to kind of stop and breathe and enjoy nature. Um, it's admittedly, it's a lot of nature in one room. I can see why you have done that. Thank you so much for coming in. And you've very kindly brought in a double pass for a lucky listener to call in now, 8223-0055, to see the Australian Geographic Nature Photographer of the Year exhibition. It is on at the South Australian Museum exhibition. Kicked off on the 27th of August and is on until the 30th of October 2022. And tickets are available at the museum's website if you'd like to uh, jump on. But third caller through, please, 8223-0055. Thank you, Justine, so much for coming in it's beautiful i'm gonna keep this book i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hand it back (laughs) i'll have to go and find another one now (laughs) no i know i have to give it back but thank you it's gorgeous